You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Vessel is approaching, sir. Incoming transporter signature. We're being boarded. Admiral. 20% Federation space has been occupied. We lost one third of our fleet. I started this war, and I need to finish it. Starfleet tactics have failed us. What if I could show you how to bring them to their knees? Your people slaughter innocents. How does this war end? It doesn't. Brand new episode of I'm a Doctor, not a podcast, Cinema Geekly's Star Trek podcast. It is Chief Petty Officer Anthony Lewis along with Fleet Admiral Ben Knight. Ben, how are you doing? I'm I'm well, thank you. How, it's nice to uh, have the correct adornments to my collar of my uniform again. <laughs> yeah, the, the whatever it is, the six pit. How many pips would a Fleet Admiral have? Six? Eight? I'll just look down and see on my co- I can't see on my collar I oh, okay. I'd, I'd imagine a fleet admiral would just have pips going all the way around uh, the collar uh, at my rank you stop counting it's bars <laughs> I think at, uh... oh, once, you, once you get there they just they form into bars I yeah. see. <laughs> must be so nice uh, and of course Lieutenant Commander Chief Science Officer Aurora Bubaloo hi Aurora how you doing well I hope are you are you there yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I, I lost you for a minute. <laughs> oh my goodness! I thought perhaps she'd been the pushed irony out. Of the, the science officer. <laughs> I thought for a second she'd been pushed out the airlock. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, I I tried to use a little bit of sharpie to make my goatee, but uh, people <laughs> people people were looking at me weird in the ship, so I decided not to go with it. It's not worth it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're like, give it up. We've come back. Yeah. It's okay. And you're just like, nah, I, I think it looks good. Honestly, guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when you're talking the penultimate <laughs> episode of season one of Discovery, it's almost over, you guys. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. In fact, as we record this, it's really only mere hours from the final yeah. episode premiering here in the United States. Uh, and another what a, another day and some hours in the UK. When, yeah, when does it actually go? I've up got longer now? before it's over. Yeah, you can you can you can bathe in its glory uh, slightly longer. When when does it go up on Netflix? Like midnight or? You yeah, know? I I would love mm-hmm. to say I sat up and waited till midnight to check, and I I didn't. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I may do. Maybe I will tonight. I think uh, I think I've seen it. Sort of, 
I think I have seen it in the early hours. So, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe it does. Uh, so um, uh, this is uh, Season 1, Episode 14. It's called The War Without the War Within. Uh, let's talk about what happened to the Discovery once it got back to the Prime timeline. Uh, well, they get back and they're immediately boarded by Admiral Cornwell and Sarek, who explain that the Klingon houses remain divided and fight between themselves to see which can destroy more Federation assets. The only safe refuge for Starfleet beyond Earth is now Starbase 1, and they warp there with Cornwell assuming command. After emergency surgery performed by Laurel, Tyler is basically Tyler again, but he can access Vok's memories. Burnham is unable to forgive his actions as Vok. The crew finds Starbase One conquered by a Klingon house, and the remainder of Starfleet's command withdraws to protect Earth. Georgiou tells Burnham that she defeated the Klingons in the Mirror Universe with a surprise attack on their homeworld of Kronos. Uh, Cornwell agrees... Uh, I guess to uh, try that. Uh, I suppose when uh, the chips are down, you gotta do what you gotta do. Uh, To jump into Klingon territory, Stamets terraforms a desolate moon to grow a new crop of spores so that they can use the spore drive. Georgiou tells Sarek and Cornwell of the other essential uh, pieces of information she has, and they have her pose as the Captain Georgiou to lead the mission. Uh, I'd, by the way, completely forgotten that nobody else on the ship knew that they brought over Emperor Georgiou. Yeah. So they yeah. were all surprised when it's like, look who we found alive. Mm-hmm. Which uh, I don't really understand. What, well, more on that in a bit. I don't understand that, why she would do that. Yep. Well, Ben, we'll start with you. What did you think of the episode? Um, I, I It was an excellent episode. It. I would say, as an overall package, it may even have been the best of the first season. Um, it's not immediately obviously so, but when you trawl back through it, as well as we have a tendency to do before we do this show, I guess, um, I thought that every sort of category of involvement uh, that one needs out of Discovery was in this episode, um, which is odd because it, it, it was a slower pace than um, yeah. than some of the more sort of breathtaking parts of the mm-hmm. season. But in terms of its substance, this, this had a lot to chew on um, without, you know, there was no moffatting going on. There wasn't sort of, you didn't have to think too hard about the stuff that was in there to chew. There was just a lot of substance, but at a, at a comfortable pace. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like that. I, I, I do find myself wondering what it is with admirals, both both uh, a long, long time ago and um, in the uh, distant future, because that is now um, two admirals in franchises beginning with the word star, who I think the best thing to do is to lie to all of their subordinates um, mm-hmm. for the purposes of a plan that ultimately doesn't make a huge amount of sense. Um, good work, Cornwell. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do? Um, I mean, there's lots of things that you've just got to wonder. If we've got one episode left, how the actual crap are they yeah. going to put this in some semblance of order? Because there is going to have to be some timey wimey etch a sketch moment uh, that happens somewhere here. Uh, I don't know necessarily. I think everyone's expecting it to be at the end of season one. Mm -hmm. And I think I was until recently. But I just wonder, are they going to give us another season of 
what is ultimately going to be inconsequential in terms of the history and, and the law or are we suddenly going to see the end of the um, Michelle Yeoh uh, sort of um, you know the, 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 her, her outing in, in Starfleet is this going to be one episode big bang finish and um, see where we start season two mm. they already seem to have kind of I think kind of let go a little bit of the Vox story now I, I could be wrong but it seems that that is no longer the principal focus we've we've finished the main point of that arc um we're about to it feels to me start a redemption arc for tyler mm-hmm. um and and that's i mean again we're starting to drip 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 a little bit more of the involvement of the rest of the bridge crew um we're beginning to see more of their reactions to things we're beginning to get an idea of them as a crew the scene in the um in the uh, in the mess mm-hmm. um, yes. with, with Tyler, I thought was I mean that was really mm-hmm. important for starting mm-hmm. to make this feel like Star Trek again. Yeah, yep. Um, the scene with um, Tyler and um, and Stamets was um, ouch, wasn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. It was a little bit brutal, but again, yeah. this is this is one of the things I'm really enjoying about Discovery is that. Uh, I was talking to a, um, one of our neighbours actually uh, earlier on today, and we were talking about Star Trek, and he was saying he really struggles with the original series, and I think it's the same sort of criticism a lot of people make, which is the sort of hammy um, acting, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and and Star Trek has always suffered from a bit of over camp acting. I mean, e- even you know the more recent um, franchises have, have suffered from it. Sure. Um, but that's because there's an awful lot of um, uh, theatre actors, Shakespearean actors who take part in it. Now this show has got the same calibre of actors but they are under a very different type of direction and the direction here is is play it down um, and as a result for, for a sci-fi show that comes from that sort of fine tradition of overblown melodrama uh, which I mean, original the original series was it was melodrama in space. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For for a franchise uh, or a universe that comes from that background, to turn the volume down on it a bit, you extract from people, um, and this cast is is excellent. Uh, you extract the most fantastic performances. Um, oddly enough, the only performance I I thought jarred a little bit in this episode, I still don't entirely get um, our current iteration of Sarek. I uh, mm-hmm. he he's he's not snapped into my kind of mental timeline of him yet. Um but crikey, I mean yeah, in any other um in any other outing of Star Trek he would have been just fine. So the fact that he's standing out to me now as someone who, you know, isn't quite where his you know, where his performance needs to be yet. I, you know, I'm happy for that. Uh, I find Cornwall a bit wishy-washy, but then I've got a feeling there's going to be a little bit more to her in the fullness of time as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, sorry, it was a long-winded um, explanation, but I, I really, really enjoyed this. I like the fact we're just easing off a little bit on the gas before the final episode of the season. Um, and I love the fact that all over Facebook, Twitter, wherever... Um, uh, I'm seeing people who had no time for this show at the start, yep. all saying, "Oh, well, it's beginning to get a bit better." You're like, yeah, mm-hmm. no, you, you mean you're beginning to catch up, mate. right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so excellent. Uh, I, I'm, oh, I'm so excited for t- for the next episode. I really am. Uh, 
Uh, what about you, Aurora? Um, I, like Ben said, I really like this episode. I think that um, we've talked about this in other podcasts, but there's always this, you know, episodes like this that are like a setup. You know, they're setting up the finale. And usually those episodes turn out to be boring just mm-hmm. because they're just preparing you. But this one was a setup episode that I really liked. Um, and I am enjoying all the uh, strong female characters, good female characters that are being highlighted in the mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Um, you, they're just not there to be, you know, in quotes, strong female characters. Like, they're actually being good characters. And, That's so true. Yeah. Uh, and I really, really like it. And um, even though, you know, most of the episode focused on... Um, you know, we know we're going to see in the finale something with the Klingons and something is going to happen that's going to be big. What I enjoyed the most was the Tyler scenes. Um, especially, I mean, that the scene with Stamets was very um, awkward to watch. Yes. But I, but, but I think that it was, it was a good intention to make you feel like that because it has to be, it, that's how it should be. Um but the one that I liked the most was um, when Burnham and uh, Tyler talk. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I need to, I, I feel like it needs to be mentioned is the fact that you have this conversation between these two people that were in a relationship. And he says something like, um, you know, you were the reason why I could, like, hold back this Vogue inside of me. Um, and he says something about, you know, I need you to help me. And she's like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like, no, it's, you're on your own. You have to figure it out yourself. And I thought it's such a simple concept, but it's, in my opinion, it's so important because mm-hmm. we see in shows like this all the time, you know, it, it could be people in relationships. It could be the, the either, either side of the relationship. We see people saying, I need you to fix me or I need you to help me. And the other person will say, yes, I will do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this situation, it was totally different. It's, it was something new that is very rarely seen in TV shows, which is like, no, it's on you to fix yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was really powerful and important in this episode. Um, I like the episode uh, as well. It, it's definitely a setup uh, episode, and uh, Aurora and I, having watched many, many, and reviewing many, many TV shows, are all too familiar with the setup episode mm-hmm. in which in which some things happen, but not really a lot. Uh, the first thing I want to address is uh, they unfortunately uh, killed. Uh, one of our most interesting questions right away, which is what happened to the ISS discovery. And they're like, ah, that thing got blown up right away. Oh yeah. Uh, Hang on, hang on. We've been (laughs) told already uh, in various interviews with various different uh, writers and other people, unless you saw it blow up, then don't presume that it did. Don't presume that it did. (laughs) That's true. But they seem, I, think, I think we've been given a really clear signpost that that is not necessarily the case, you know. Mm-hmm. They, seem, they, seem, they seem to walk past that, but we, we shall see. And it's, it's possible it might have got blowed up, uh, but that doesn't mean everybody died. So, no. uh, right. And, that, and right. that, will, that will lead to something I'm going to do near the end of the show. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I kind of wish they didn't even really mention it, to be honest. But, the fact but did that you not think it was like, in the context of that? That whole scene was all um, 
it was all exposition, wasn't it? But yeah, yeah. I get the feeling quite a lot of it was bum steer as well. Yeah. Uh, I like the Stamets scene with uh, with Tyler. Uh, to be honest, I actually thought Stamets was very Starfleet reserved in that yeah. moment. Like, he was clearly upset, mm-hmm. but he wasn't like, you piece of shit, and started punching him. And, you know, he understood. Just like that scene in the mess hall where mm. uh, everybody's like, look, you know, Tyler didn't do that. You know, mm-hmm. that was... Vok, who is technically, I mean, the body that they're looking at is technically Vok, who was surgically altered to look like Tyler, uh, or something. I'm really not sure which <laughs> way around it is anymore. It, it really it seems like it, way. it really seems like it would have been easier to put Vok's memories over top of Tyler, mm. just inserted them in there. But that doesn't sound like that's what they did. It sounds like yeah. they went the hard route. But basically, there is no honor in doing something the easy way. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's yeah. all about doing it the hard way. Klingons are never about doing easy, doing mm-hmm. easy thing. Uh, but yeah, I, I like that where everybody kind of gathered around him. Uh, yeah, that was very Star Trek. It was super Star Trekky. Yeah, uh, I like that. Uh, I sort of like the idea of because they're doing what they did when they went to the uh, the mirror universe where they had to. Uh, you know, oh my, oh my God, Burnham's not dead, and look who else isn't dead. It's Lorca; mm-hmm. he's not dead either. And they're doing the same thing with uh, Giorgio here. Uh, in uh, in this instance, you know, she's the one who's oh my God, she wasn't dead. We found her. Look, uh, and they're going to do the same thing. And but I feel like it's gonna, uh, I feel like it's gonna circle back around. Uh, uh, I feel like it'll circle back around to the beginning of the show. I think we're going to probably get another mutiny against mm. Giorgio, except now she's evil, and it probably won't just be Burnham. I have a feeling they're going to circle around to this. So, um, Well, it's definitely uh, going to be down oh, to... Okay. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, it's it's tricky, isn't it? Because I don't think it's going to be um, Burnham. I think it's going to be Saru because, yeah. um, I mean, first of all, there's something poetic in you know the the the, the first officer who despises his um, uh, biggest competition for her behaviour as first officer. Um, so it would be ironic if he then found himself in a position where effectively he was mutineering against his commanding officer, uh, albeit the evil alternative version of her. Um, so there's a sort of, you know, slightly poetic sort of way of doing that. But also, um, of course, she'll see it coming from Burnham. She wouldn't see it coming from Saru because in yeah. her mind, um, they're food. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. How <laughs> awkward was that scene? Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> that was the Emperor, horrible. The Emperor about... basically says in front of Saru that Burnham ate. <laughs> Yesterday we dined on the whatever ganglia or whatever. Yeah. What about the scene on the bridge? Was was that scene on the bridge from? I'm trying to remember if there was a scene on the. No, it wasn't from this week. It's from. It wasn't from last week. Never mind. It's it's going to be a scene. I I watched After Trek, and they showed Mm -hmm. a scene from this episode, and I forgot that I had watched that and thought it was part (laughs) of this episode. Let's just say that the banter about Kelpians being food does not end. In that episode, there's a scene in this okay. in this week's episode where I found Saru, the line from that one. Saru kind right. of did you because Saru kind of like throws some shade at her uh, about it or whatever. But uh, 
yeah, it doesn't it doesn't end there. Uh, the the one thing that actually struck me the most about that I actually don't have a lot to say about the episode other than I thought it was fine uh, or that I uh, enjoyed it. The the things that really stuck out to me the most were how I guess I don't know maybe I was in a TNG state of mind uh, when watching this because there's a part in this episode, just one part, when I watched it and I'm like this would have been an entire episode of the Next Generation. Which was uh, the the bit where they're like, oh, we, we've run out of spores. How are we going to jump in? And Stamets is like, we can mm. just terraform a desolate moon to grow a new crop of spores. And I'm like, that would have been a whole 45-minute episode of The Next Generation. <laughs> there would have been a whole episode. beard, Riker stuff going on. Yeah, Wes yeah. would mm-hmm. probably have had some bloody involvement, yeah, wouldn't would have been Yeah, there would have been a B-plot about how Wesley needs help on a project with Data, and they'd go to the <laughs> holodeck or something. There would have been an ethical issue somewhere in the caves. It wouldn't have been desolate, and Data would have found mm-hmm. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. They would have done an entire episode around that. I don't know. I When I... So... To me, as a kid who grew up on that era of Star Trek, watching that, it felt like they did all of that too quick for me. Like, Mm. they're just like, well, we just need to find a desolate moon, and in about five minutes, we can just grow brand new spores, and off we go. That's because Discovery are about getting shit done, though. Yeah, I guess. They're like, (laughs) look, we don't have time for B-plots. No more Mm -hmm. B-plots. Let's just just, uh, grow them spores and get on out of here. We don't have time to go to the holodeck. Holodecks aren't even a thing right now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, by and large, I I liked I liked the episode. I wasn't in love with it. Uh, maybe I will love it more in uh, in collaboration with the final episode. We mm-hmm. shall see. Um, we've got scores and stuff to do. I, I, and I also have uh, a yes or a no quiz. Uh, sort of. It's not really a yes or a no. It's really more of an opinion thing uh, about what we're going to see in the uh, the season one finale. Mm-hmm. And by the and by the way, there there has been this talk that Doug Jones might not be back for more of the show. So I guess he's doing he's going to be in the pilot of a new show. God, I don't remember. Ben, have you did you read this? Uh, I did, but quite early on. I don't in the week. remember the name um, of the show. Oh, I'm just me. looking for it as we speak, which makes great podcast. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was somebody else in it as well that I thought uh, was interesting, and I can't. What we do in the shadows. That's the one. Yeah, yeah it's going to be for FX, and he's filming the the pilot, and he is scheduled to be like a recurring guest. So people are worried that if this show takes off and he becomes like a recurring guest or a regular on the show that he won't be on Star Trek, so people are wondering whether or not he gets written off or taken out. Mm. It's hard uh, to know whether it's going to really take off, because the yeah. I mean, the film had such mixed reactions, didn't it? Uh, what We Do in the Shadows, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Even, even amongst our number, I think it had some pretty mixed reactions, didn't it? But... Mm-hmm. I I don't know I I can see him sticking around uh, I I think if you're in a in in on an early season of a sci-fi franchise even when it has the magic word Star Trek in front of it I think you at least have a backup plan just in case it well how can we put it does an Enterprise yes um you know I I I think he'd be <laughs> daft to walk away at this stage the whole episode was a holodeck yeah. <laughs> no everything was done on the holodeck. <laughs> 
It was Karen Walker having a dream. You see that? <laughs> yeah. I'm just uh, you're just waiting for the the end of Discovery, and it's just Quark in a Hollow Suite. Oh, you guys! <laughs> actually, be pretty great to be honest. If they did something like Quark, it could be Morn just having a little <laughs> yeah drunken oh. dream at the end of the bar. Oh. Morn just fell asleep in a Hollow Suite. Yeah, you know that'd be oh, great. I look, I'd be fine with that. Um. Before we, before we do scores, before we do the uh, the predictions for uh, the finale, let's thank the good people of Think Geek for sponsoring the show this week like they do every week. Head on over to cinemageekly.com slash thinkgeek or click the Think Geek link at the top of the page. Apparently, you guys, it is still not too late to get Valentine's Day gifts if you use United States Express shipping. Of course, this never applies to the UK. Even if you use Express shipping, I still think it takes... 30 business months to get there. But plan ahead. People want things for Christmas. That's right. Uh, if you order before 5 p.m. Eastern on the 12th, which is tomorrow as we record this, uh, if you use express shipping, you can still get things for Valentine's Day. So as a result, I picked the most Valentine's Day thing I could find that weren't bed sheets. Unfortunately, all I could find was a Star Trek The Next Generation vegan leather corset top. Which they are so, selling. So, sorry, hang on. Hang on, you just spat those words vegan? out. Sorry. A what? A, a Star Trek The Next Generation vegan leather corset okay. top. I found it. Here it is. Okay. <laughs> oh, they do a Harley they, Quinn version as well. They note here uh, that it is a fresh take on the next gen uniform. <laughs> uh, you can have Oh, a, dear. You can have a science, operations, or command uh, leather, vegan leather corset. Uh, and, uh, you know, if somebody loves corsets, <laughs> it's definitely all... a bit mirror universe, isn't it? It doesn't yeah. to it. It actually I is guess. kind of mirror universe Painted goatee on that girl, mirror universe. Uh, no Fewer problem. than 10% of the original series episodes pass the Bechdel test, whilst 57% of DS9 episodes do. Uh, as they say, makes sense. More female cast. I mean, for 100% though, you hear us, Discovery. Well, Discovery are doing pretty well on that front. That is in this advert for a leather, sorry, vegan leather corset top. That is what they choose to give us in their product description as the um, important product information. <laughs> that is really weird, yeah, that they mentioned the Bechdel test ratio in this. I don't, I'm not sure what that has to... Maybe they think that this is too sexualizing of an object. Look, I'm sure there are plenty of women out there who will look at this and say, that looks fucking awesome and I will wear that. Good on you. Most of the women I know aren't big fans when they hear the word corset, but mm -hmm. to each their own, it's only $18 and it is vegan leather, so <laughs> I don't know what that is. I, I love I love the comments in the... So do I. <laughs> yeah, that everybody is like fix, fixated on the vegan leather. Like, why is it vegan leather? Why not fake leather? <laughs> Uh, except like, Dorothy just... Atwell Decan in the comments, he says, "Why is there no yellow one?" To which Corey Anderson responds, <laughs> "Because nobody looks good in yellow." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you, Internet. Bless you. Um, uh, and this guy clearly sh clearly states that cows are vegan as well, and that somehow th through the process of transference, I believe that he thinks that that makes. All leather, vegan leather, because cows don't eat meat. I don't know if the transference <laughs> properties work that way, but uh, crazy. 
Uh, this person notes that vegan leather would equal non-environmentally friendly fabric. How very Star Trek not. Also, can cotton truly be said to be vegan? I don't know. Maybe. Mm. Anyway. Um, uh, we really got hung up on this again. This is our problem no, every week. We get hung up on Good. these. I think we talked for 15 minutes about the bed sheets last week. Um, I've, I've, I've got a question for your, for your yes no thing. Uh, if you want, there's another little question I wanted to ask because yours sounds like it might be a good one to end on, whereas mine may be a bit rubbish. Mm-hmm. Um, I've built that up, haven't I? Uh, <laughs> you have. I have. It's possible I've... mine might also be rubbish. So, well, we, well, let's let's place a bet. Which order do you want to do it in? Yours or mine? <laughs> uh, go ahead. You can go first. <laughs> um, okay, so we've now met uh, the well, mostly anyway, the rest of the bridge crew. Um, and we are not the only um, bunch of geeks who've pondered perhaps a little bit whether we're going to hear a bit more about them. Um, and the guys over at, I think it's trekcore.com, uh, really did quite a nice job. They did a, uh, a sort of series of tiny, tiny nano interviews, really, of the rest of the bridge crew. So you've got, um, just a very, very quick run through, you've got Lieutenant Commander Arium. Um, she's the spore drive ops officer with the um, robot-y head. Um, she's the cyborg-looking mm-hmm. one, yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, who we don't really have any information on other than that at the minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I'm sure there is somewhere on the internet, but I don't have it. Um, you've got uh, Lieutenant Joanne Owesican. She's the ops officer. Um We've not really seen or heard much from her. She she tends to stand yeah. in the background and look at people a lot. That yeah, seems yeah, to go yeah. on. Uh, we've got Lieutenant uh, Keela Detmer, who's the con officer. She's the one with the um, cybernetic implants. Um, uh, yes. We've got uh, the uh, Lieutenant Reese, who's the tactical officer. We've seen a fair bit of him in the last couple of episodes. Um, I could stand to see a little more of him, actually. Uh, just looking through these photographs. Uh, we also have... Uh, there you go. Now we're objectifying men as well. Good. Equality. Uh, Lieutenant B.A. Bryce, who I love the fact he's called B.A. Uh, I hope we find out it also stands for bad attitude with him as well. Um, oh, like with Mr. T in the A. Yeah. Yes. He's uh, comms officer um, as well. So those are the bridge crew that we've sort of met, I suppose. Yeah. Here's my question based on literally all we have on them at the moment, which is very little in some cases, who do you think is ultimately going to become the most important of them? Question one. And question two, who do you think has the potential to be the biggest badass out of them? Um, I think, look, I think I'm, I've already forgotten their names because there's so yeah, me too. minor characters. <laughs> cyborg lady has the potential yeah. to be the most badass. You mean full on cyborg lady or quasi cyborg lady? Full-on cyborg full on, lady. Full on, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. That's uh, uh, Lieutenant Commander Arium. I think she has the potential to be most badass because I believe she's like a cyborg, so cyborgs are badass. Uh, the one who I believe has the most... You mean like most potential to become like a larger member of the crew going forward that gets speaking roles and stories about them, perhaps, even? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say the other cyborg basically yeah. when i see her she reminds me of like seven of nine like she's got yeah, like yeah, the yeah, Borg yeah. implant she like. does have a bit of seven about her, doesn't she yeah. yeah 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 and they they do show her a lot she gets a lot more screen yes. time than most everybody else does yeah. at least yeah. she's group. lieutenant keela detmer detmer yeah i will be my, my answer too yeah. Yeah. Well, I. Yeah. Okay. I, th- I think I kind of go. I think she's going to uh, Lieutenant Keela Detmer, um, uh, implant lady. 
that's an unfortunate thing to call it. Um, I, <laughs> I think she's going to end up being uh, quite the badass, actually. Yeah, um, maybe. I, I, I quite like it. I, it's interesting. There's no such thing as small roles, only small actors, as they say. Indeed. indeed. And I quite like the fact that um, I that you kind of get the feeling she's inhabiting that character pretty thoroughly yeah, right now. And yeah, I really yeah. like that. If, if in a role like that, you can you can own it in such a short amount of screen time. I think that's good. Um, and I, uh, yeah, I, in terms of actual, I, I think it's going to be her for both. I think she's going to be the biggest badass, and I think she's going to end up being an important character in it. I wanted to yeah. pick her for both, but I felt that would be... I didn't want to do that. I wanted to have two choices. So, so you're saying the answer, to the, the answer to the question I've asked, I've answered myself with a lame answer. Okay, that's fine. That's yeah. fine, Tony. <laughs> You're the boss, mate. All right. <laughs> the uh, the fine. Uh, by the way, that's actually not a bad question. They show up again in in my yes or no questions as well. Okay. Uh, I mean, probably with a much sadder answer, unfortunately. But oh, uh, if this involves is... Lieutenant Reese dying, I am not going to be happy. No, 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 no. It doesn't involve Lieutenant Reese dying. Uh, what would you give the War Without and the War Within, Ben? Before we move on to this, uh, for the reasons at the very top of the show, I'm going to give it a four point seven five. Wow. wow. Okay. Aurora. I'm going to give it a 4.5. Okay. Uh, I feel so bad now. I gave this episode 3.75, three and three quarters. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was fine. Good episode. <laughs> Good episode. Wasn't thrilled with it. Looking All forward right. to the finale. <laughs> Lieutenant, take him to the brig. <laughs> I'm done with that. <laughs> The fleet admiral has had enough of your shit. <laughs> Look, I mean, so. petty. Petty is in my title. It's in my title. It's true. It's true. <laughs> they gave it to me. I mean, maybe because I earned it. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, so these are some yes or no questions about the the season one finale of Star Trek Discovery. Um, and th- they also come with probabilities. These are from uh, Trek movie. Uh, they listed out all these possibilities and also gave them probabilities. I'm going to start at the bottom of the list. Uh, and these are the more far out there, but also fun ones. Uh, so these are simple yeses or nos. Uh, ben, I begin with you. Uh, does Saru become someone's lunch? Yes or no? <laughs> um, no. Okay, Aurora. I'm guessing. No, please no. no. They also <laughs> list this. Pro- they list the probability of this at zero percent. But good. Good. Um, <laughs> Uh, okay, Ben. Uh, uh-huh. In the finale, they win the Klingon War with the help of Lorca's Tribble. Yes or no? Lorca's Vanishing Tribble, yeah. Um, no, although I'd love that to be true. Do you think it's just sitting in his old ready room just alone? It's just an empty ready room now? It's because there was, it was just no, that, that makes table to begin with. <laughs> that makes we haven't sad. seen it for quite a while. and. Yeah. Uh, Oh, the thing I did like to contemplate about it, by the way, is that uh, when Discovery uh, jumped into the mirror universe, there was an evil Tribble now, in, or there was, in the uh, main <laughs> universe, sitting amazing. there just being evil. Has a long beard. Oh, well, uh, hard, hard to tell, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, hard to tell, but... Maybe it's a clean-shaven oh, Tribble. Oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Aurora, does the, does the Tribble play a part in the winning of the war? I'm going to say no, but like Ben said, I wish it will, because yeah. that would be amazing. I kind of want to see it at the end, just like beam down and it's like in armor or something like yeah. triple armor or, or you know that could be like the last shot of the finale like they left it 
<laughs> in no, the Klingon world by mistake. Uh, and, and that's how the finale ends. <laughs> what you do is what you do is have one set down one and then somebody walks away and then another pair of boots come up and then they set down a second one. <laughs> yes. And then walk away. That's the cliffhanger. Like, oh God. Yeah, that's the cliffhanger. <laughs> um Ben, Prime Lorca appears. In the yes, episode. he's got to. You think he does? Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm almost at the point where I'm gonna be annoyed if he doesn't. Um, or I would like him to be part of the um, the kind of full on uh, season two. Uh, I, I I refuse to let this be the end of Gabriel Lorca. Mm-hmm. What about you, Aurora? Does, does Prime Lorca appear in this episode? I'm gonna say yes, and I think my theory is that that's gonna be the cliffhanger. Yeah. Ah. Yep. He's stuck in. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say no, but I think he is going to show up again at some point. But I don't think in this episode. That's that's where I'm. Uh, what, what, what's, the per- what's, what's the percentage in that one? What's the probability? Mm. Uh, they give it a 3%. Okay. They do not think the possibility is high. So. Okay. Uh, all right, Ben, this ties into your question from earlier. Uh, yes or no on this. In the finale, one of the bridge crew gets a line other than I, Captain. <laughs> uh, well, everyone's everyone's favorite lieutenant's already had a line, hasn't she? Um, in fact, a couple of them have. This is, this is horrible. Yes, of course. Um, and I think Lieutenant Reese will get to say something else because he's been trusted with some words already. And I think <laughs> Lieutenant Detmer will be trusted with some words. She's had yeah. lots of words, so... You know, she should carry on. I think it's sad that Lieutenant Commander Arium, who is um, obviously, you know, a senior officer of very few words, uh, I think she's going to say some words. I was reading from her interview, by the way, that she um, she's given away that with her helmet that she has to wear, it basically she has she really can't move her head really inside it. It's oh, very it's like annoying. Wow. Batman outfit. Yeah, but. Yeah, so she, so like she can't laugh because the prosthetic rips and falls off. Yeah. Um, so she was saying that Doug Jones does dance sequences as Saru uh, and also strikes poses across the captain's chair, um, <laughs> which uh, then has caused problems with makeup because they've had to then repair her prosthetics. Uh, what about what about you, Aurora? Does somebody in the bridge crew get to say a line more than I, Captain? Yes, of course. Yes, I, I think I think they'll probably get something out as well. Yeah. Although you know what, they only gave that five percent. They think that there's really? too much going on to give the bridge crew any time to really chatter. It's possible. Mm-hmm. We've seen episodes like that before. Uh, Ensign Waterbear returns, aka the Tardigrade, aka the Ripper. Ben, uh, yes mm-hmm. or no? I, I you cut out midway through the question, so I didn't get yeah. it. I just got the. Okay, okay. Uh, the yes or no to Ensign Waterbear returning, the Ripper, or the Tardigrade, if you will. Uh, no. Which no, is odd, because if you'd asked me yeah. that in episode one of the regular season, I would have said yes, because I thought that was going to be a bigger thing. So, no. Uh, what about you, Aurora? Yeah, I don't think so, no. Yeah, me neither. I don't think he's coming back. They gave that 8%. Uh, ben, Yes or no to Hugh Colbert appearing in this episode? Yes. You think he shows up? Yeah. Uh, what about you, Aurora? Do you think he appears in some form? Hmm. I can, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say, yeah, I think yeah. he might. 
I, I can also see him not. I mean, obviously they've got a lot to do in this episode, but yeah. they are going to be doing the spore stuff in the spore drive, and Stamets is going to be in there. I think it's possible. So I'm yeah. going to say I'm going to say yes. I don't think it's going to be a gigantic scene, but um, I think he may appear. Uh, this relates to earlier uh, talking about the ISS Discovery's destruction. Uh, yes or no, Ben? That Captain Killy survived. <laughs> <laughs> um oh it's so good a notion to not have isn't it um i think captain killy will join us in season two i think mm. she's going to be the the sort of major kira um type version of you know i think yeah. she's a season two thing i think they're going to keep that one in the in the bag mm-hmm. what about you aurora I'm going to say yes, just because I want that to happen. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm going to say, I want to say, yes, she survived. I don't think they're going to reveal that to us in this episode. I think they've got too much else going on. But I would love for it to be revealed that she survived in season two and she shows up as like a bad guy. Like the I mean, William she's a Riker badass. Thing. She must have survived that, right? She knows how to survive yeah. that. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. I mean, they they did that great with uh, Thomas Riker when he was uh, he went and joined the, the Maquis or whatever. Yeah. They could do something totally like that. And yes, please, all of that. <laughs> uh, yes or no? I'm shocked, by the way. This uh, the probability of this next question is as high as it is. To be honest with you, yes or no, Ben? We find out the meaning or purpose of the black badges from way back in like episode three. Mm. Um, that we haven't seen or heard from again. Yeah, I no, I I think there is a purpose. I think a lot of people on the internet is going, oh no, it's just you know pr- production design change as they were going on, blah, blah blah. Which it could be. I think there probably was a point to it, and I suspect we will ultimately see what the point is. But that's that's not a season one thing. Okay, Aurora, what about you? Do we do we learn anything about these badges? I don't think so. No, no. me neither. Uh, to me, that almost feels like it was some sort of hold on from a prior iteration <laughs> that somehow made it in to the actual show. Yeah, or maybe it was like a hook, like just to, you know, yeah. get you interested in what the discovery is. But I don't Pull think us it's going to. Black Ops thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what the purpose of this next one really would be, but I can see the point in asking because this is a. The show does have a TVMA rating in the United States. What is the rating it's given in the UK, Ben? Uh, we don't rate TV shows in the UK. Ah, okay. Well, this does have a mature audience's tag in the United States. Uh, so what are the chances in the season one finale that there is actual nudity, not flashes of a bare-breasted Klingon, but they're talking <laughs> like... And and they also note here that we're not talking about uh, T'Pol's barely shown butt scene. They also note that Patrick Stewart did a nude scene in Star Trek. I mm-hmm. don't remember. Oh, when he was being tortured. Yes. Of course. Um, how can I forget <laughs> can anyone, that episode? Can I even think of lights? any remotely... Um, any That's sort not... of sexual scene I can remember in any of the Star Trek franchises where it was... Until, well, until Enterprise. Then yeah, I was about to say, it's the shower anytime, scene, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, anytime you have to put that decontamination gel on people, it's like a softcore <laughs> porn, practically. Yeah, that uh, got dirty. <laughs> 
So, Ben, do you predict any actual nudity in the oh, finale? There's no time for that. Yeah. Of course not. Yeah, I, I'm saying no. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, too busy. I think there's going to be maybe a lot of cursing. Maybe there's cursing. Yeah. That's why it's the, the rating is... Uh... Uh, yes. well, in the, well, in the preview, they note here that Burnham's team appears to be visiting what seems to be an alien strip club. Maybe there are, and they put here quote, space boobs in this episode. <laughs> I like the fact he's given us that information after he's asked the question and got our answers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 what, yeah. you think there may be nudity in a strip club, you say? Well, <laughs> they say I suppose they that say is what, possible, Tony, yeah. yeah. They say what seems to be an alien strip club, uh, but we don't really uh, know what that's the And answer. the thing that gives that away is the presence of... People no, dancing no, erotically in the preview that, trailer. That, that could be it, couldn't it? Yeah. But you know what? I also said no as well. I don't think we'll see any. I'm just saying. Uh, ben, yes or no to a main character dying? Uh, yeah, of course. Okay. Who do you think it's going to be then, I guess? Um, don't know the answer to that. Um, does does Giorgio count as a main character if she gets killed again? I, I think she does, and I think that probably is the end of her. Mm-hmm. I can't see... Oh, I don't know. Will they repatriate her? Mm. Don't know. I think so it doesn't seem likely that she'll be like Emperor Giorgio is going to become like a Starfleet. Officer. No, although that would be so good. But I, I would like actually them to. Uh, they, they've got to find whether it's Tyler, whether it's her. Uh, maybe it's kind of PTSD Lorca when he returns because I'm guessing he's going to be pretty messed up. Um, the what I'd really like them to do, and I, I mentioned this a couple of shows ago, is is have a character who they can be nuanced about, and we know that they come from a pretty bad place, or they've been to a pretty bad place, and we're never quite sure how to deal with them from here on in. Mm. I really, that's something Star Trek's never done particularly well. Um, the closest they ever got was arguably, from a sort of fans' point of view, one of the most popular characters in uh, in Star Trek history, which is Seven. Um, we spent a long time not quite knowing how to deal with Seven. Um, I, I'd like to see a bit more of that. So I, as much as I'd like her to um, stay around, I don't think so. And I don't think it's going to be repatriation. I think it's time for her to go. What about you, Aurora? Does the main character die? I, I, I'll say yes. And I think that based on the setup in this episode, I think that it could be Tyler as well. Ooh, maybe because you know with the self sacrifice, yeah, self sacrifice. So you know he's seen how people are reacting to him in the ship, and maybe, yeah, and maybe you know he sacrifices himself or something to save the the crew. You you see, you've easily got prediction of the show here with that one. I mean, they're they're on Kronos. (laughs) They're gonna be surrounded by Klingons. Yeah, he feels like a lot of this is his fault. I'm sure he's feeling regretful for what happened to. Colbert, he's feeling bad. Yeah, he's what he probably going to gonna sacrifice himself for Burnham. Burnham or something. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, so I, his look, resumption. Oh, God. And yes, she gave him the line that set it up, didn't she? Oh, yep. balls. Yeah, yep. you're right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> look, Damn I'm still going to play it safe and say yes, and it's Giorgio because mm. I just don't want Tyler to go yet. But uh, okay. And in, this one's really interesting, Ben. Uh, and I need to read the actual paragraph here to describe what they mean by this. But a yes or no in the finale to the show itself hitting a great big reset button. Uh, they note here, the current situation with the Klingons presents an interesting continuity dilemma. On one hand, there's never been an on-screen reference to the Federation nearly being wiped out by Klingons. 
One reason may be that in the course of the episode something happens, possibly a spore jump that resets the timeline. On the other hand, the Starfleet shown in the original series is seemed uh, significantly smaller and less advanced than that of Discovery. Mm-hmm. A depleted Federation rebuilding after a devastating war could quite neatly deal with that. So do you think they do something in this episode to hit a reset button? I think they will to a point. I don't think it's going to be a, a, a big full-on reset button. I do think that there are problems, though, because the um, the what, what we don't know is how... Was it 11 months as well? Less than 11 months. Nine, um, nine, nine. nine months, yeah. Nine months um, for the Federation to lose the war on the scale that that map suggested is crazy. Um, and the absence of the discovery or the explanations we've seen on screen really don't deal with that as far as i can tell um not least of which because it was a sort of you know uh as we heard it was an uncoordinated um uh, attack by the various houses and so on so that that makes no sense to me um yeah. I, I i i would hope that they're gonna in the reset at least push that frontier back in terms of the klingons uh, efforts in the war because as it stands mm-hmm. Um, it's actually for me it's it's the worst kind of logic problem yeah. of the season um i the klingons at the moment we do not have a sensible explanation for point a to point b and i don't think they're able to give us one uh mm-hmm. therefore if you knock it back to the point where i do agree with the second part of the question which is the the idea of the federation by the time it hits the original series having been depleted um there, there isn't a reference particularly to the history of the war um in terms of you know who was winning when in in canon as far as i know but there is also a clear indication that it is a you know it's a long-standing affair um and yeah i i think the second part of that the almost kind of star warsy part of it of uh you know the sort of the 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 fight back now begins sort of thing i like that idea but um they are going to need to wind some things back and i Mm -hmm. think that will be the birth of um section 31 is that they realize that discovery can't it's too important to be on on the on the you know on the map officially and therefore this is the origin of section 31 Mm -hmm. okay aurora what about you do they hit a reset in any way or do they just keep chugging the way they're they're going no i agree with ben i think they have to and and you know if you watch in this episode they they have a very clear clear plan of what they want to do and Plans mm. like that never work. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so something's going to happen. True. Like something's just going to be that, that clear cut of a plan that is going to yeah. work exactly how they planned it. So yeah. Um. So I think it's. I think they'll hit the button, but if they do, I feel like it'll be more in the way of. I don't think they're going to do any sort of timeliney reset stuff. I think it'll probably be something closer to the second half like what ben said where it's just a smaller fleet mm-hmm. that is reliant on you know some older technology uh i feel like that i feel like that could still work uh if they if they sort of moved in that in that direction uh quite honestly i find it more i find it more possible than the next one which is Lorel joins the crew ben yes or no <laughs> no mm-hmm. Of course, no, she can't. Um, Why would you even, even suggest this? Quark yeah. is like the first Klingon to join Starfleet. Lorel can't. No. It's just, and Burnham can't. would not take kindly to that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Ben, Discovery gets a new captain. Um, Is it going to be the new Defense Against the Dark Arts job? I suppose it could be. Um, 
<laughs> oh man, <laughs> or it changes every season. I mean, well, in the last episode, it had three. Uh, so, <laughs> does it get a new captain? Well, um, yeah. Well, I suppose it it'll have to, won't it? Technically. Yeah, because it won't be Cornwell. I mean, she's she's she was just taking command because yeah. she was there wasn't an a, an official captain at the moment. I mean, uh, the, if the choices are Burnham and Saru, I feel like those would be the choices, right? I don't oh, know yeah. It's it's Maybe. not going to be either of them. You don't think so? No. Hmm. Really? Yeah, I don't think it's going to be either. Um, I, I kind of like your idea of the defense against the dark arts, where it's just every every season the door opens and it's just a new guy, and it's like, oh, he's the new captain. <laughs> well, it, it it can't be Burnham on the basis that Burnham is. Um, we know the whole premise of of this series from a creative point of view is that it is not about the captain. So it cannot be Burnham, given that the show is called Discovery. Mm-hmm. It's about the ship and about the crew, but not about the captain. I would be surprised if it were Saru, because I think he's about to have um, an epic meltdown in the final episode of the series, uh, probably as a result of having to um, uh, commit a mutiny, I suspect. Um, although one perhaps with justification. Um, I don't see an heir apparent amongst the uh, existing bridge officers um although i'd be quite happy oddly enough it'd be a hell of a jump in rank but i'd be quite happy if it was our um uh, cybernetically enhanced friend Ooh. um that would be entertaining uh but yeah i i think we're gonna get someone um parachuted into that job uh probably not in this episode unless it's sort of the cliffhanger at the end is that we are aware that someone is now the captain of the Discovery, but Lorca is back in the main universe, or is yeah. at least still alive. That that perhaps sets up nicely mm-hmm. season mm-hmm. two, I think. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Aurora? New captain? I mean, yeah. Yes. We like Ben said. We have to. We need to in have our episode. new captain. Um. No. Then no. I don't think we do. No. I don't think we do either. We no. get one, but not eventually, in this but not not in this episode. Yeah. Okay, well, here's all the big ones. Uh, okay, well, this one first, because it's not the biggest one. Go with Aurora uh, first, because I waffle too much. Go on. Aurora. <laughs> Tilly swears. Yes. In this episode. Yes, 100%. Yes. Yes. All right, what about you, Ben? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Okay. You know, I'm going to say she doesn't. I honestly feel like they <laughs> no, had her swear for that actually. I actually, I think they had her swear for that one episode, and that was it. I don't think it'll happen again, but I'm maybe hopeful. she will. I believe you that might have... be what the it might be the language that she was saying for the for the rating for the episode. Yeah. Although I was just looking, your your ratings um, would it class as MA if it contained scenes of peril, as they sometimes no. write on no. the back of DVDs? No, so it's going to have to be um... swearing, nudity, yeah. or excessive violence. Right. Well, it could be excessive violence, I suspect. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, okay, uh, I would say the odds of her swearing out loud might be higher if this next thing were to be uh, answered with a yes, I suppose, Aurora. In this episode, does the USS Enterprise appear in any way? Uh, wow. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. That's a tough one, because a lot of people think that's going to be the 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 teaser image or something like Discovery is going to be in bad shape and the Enterprise shows up. Uh, yeah, something. I I'm going to say no. What about you, Ben? I am also going to say no to it appearing. I think it will be referenced, or Pike will be referenced, or Spock yeah. will be referenced. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to go out on a limb and say it does show up. But we only see it. We don't see anybody on it or inside it. But I say we see it visually. I don't know. Hmm. I'm, I'm going out on a limb with that one. I feel does like that not create a real problem, though? Because that means we're going to have to see the, um, you know, temporarily or temp- temporarily uh, appropriate enterprise in, maybe. in, a, yeah. in an maybe aesthetic that's... that's vastly different. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they, or maybe they changed the look of it. <gasps> maybe that's the explanation for why they look so crap. Is that you know the Federation ha- had its ass handed to it and was on its <laughs> ass and basically just ah. built these bloody awful looking. That yeah, there yeah, you yeah. go. There's an explanation. <laughs> um, Aurora, the crew unites against Emperor Giorgio. So basically, everybody Ooh. mutinies against Giorgio. She tries to overstep her bounds, and the crew stands up to stop her. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm also saying yes to this. What about you, Ben? Um, no. It seems like the most likely thing, doesn't it? Does, it does, and I think that's won't. exactly why they won't, uh, because mm-hmm. we're all expecting her to do what you think she's going to do. And yes, she is going to um, pull a fast one on them, but her conversation with Sarek makes me think that this is going to go a slightly different way than everyone's predicting. Mm. Yeah. Remember the private conversation they had about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, think, I think that's where that's going. Uh, all right, in the uh, in this episode, two more left, I think. Is there two more left? Uh, yes, there are two left. Uh, in this episode, Aurora, do we see the end of the Klingon War? Mm. Or at least this iteration of the Klingon War. Obviously, there's wars in the future, but this current battle that they are fighting, does it mm. end here? No. I don't think okay. so. Okay. Ben, what about you? No, but I think we'll, at the end of this episode, see the start of the unification of the houses. Okay. Yeah. Look, I may, maybe I have some inside baseball here. I'm going to say it is, but that's only because the writers have said that the war is only going to span this season. And mm. then it was going to end at the end of it. So, I mean, maybe they're full of shit, which yeah. could be possible. It could I mean, be they possible. Are, well, at the moment, they, the war is the war within the individual houses. They they were really spelling mm-hmm. that out in that last episode, and I think that's the point, yeah. is that war will be over, but the war with the Klingons will not uh, be. They are going to retire back to um, their... Uh, that's very clever, Ben. Yeah, I think that's the plan. Yeah. I, I mean, like I mean, we, we did have... Words, but that's okay. We did have that scene where the Admiral is talking to uh, Laurel, and she says, like, when does this, does this, does this end? And she's like, never. It will never end. Mm. Um, so it could be a setup for it will end. <laughs> Damn you, Laurel. <laughs> uh, you know, last... I'm beginning to think I don't really trust her. You know? uh, and, and last question. This is so general and vague, but you're you don't have to strong, list. What, <laughs> you don't have to list what you don't have to list what it is. Uh, but it is so general and vague that it's almost certainly a possibility, Aurora, in this episode, will there be a last-minute plot twist? Yes. <laughs> I think that's pretty... Yes. I think it's pretty clear that we're going to do something. <laughs> uh, what about you, Ben? Yeah, obviously. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think so as well. Be weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, they've done almost all of these questions. Any of them, Any of them that we've answered yes could be considered a twist. Yeah. Uh, from certain characters dying to timeline switchings to Enterprise showing up. Any of those things really could be last minute twists. So. Mm. 
Uh, well, that's the end of the show. Head on over to cinemageekly.com, check out the archives of the show, and find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, we're on Stitcher, uh, there's like, we got a one-touch Android thing that you can, if you've got, if you've got an Android device and a podcast app on there, uh, just hit the Android link, and it will subscribe automatically on your Android device, uh, to your podcast app, so, easy to find us, anywhere where good podcasts are found, just search for I'm a doctor, not a podcast, uh, and subscribe, and then you can hear us come back next week to talk about the season one finale of Discovery called Will You Take My Hand? <laughs>